He leads me beside still waters. He gives greenest pastures for my babe. He restores my soul in a world that gets so cold. Sometimes he pours oil on my head. The Lord is my shepherd. I am so glad I am his lamb. He takes care of me in a world with so much grief. One day in his house, I will never live with him. He often lets me sit at his table. All the enemy could do is watch me eat. At times my cup's so full I can't speak a single word And His goodness and mercy follow me The Lord is my shepherd I am so glad I am His He takes care of me in a world so much grief. One day in his house, I will ever live with him. The Lord is my shepherd. The Bible tells us to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Let us pray. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, we do count it an honor and a privilege to be here in your house God, we just thank You for the good, cool air conditioning that we can come in and worship You here this morning. Lord, we know that it's hot outside, but we thank You that it's good, comfortable, and cool on the inside. And God, we pray Your blessings upon the reading of Your Word. God, I pray if they want to be here lost and undone, You'd save them. And God, if there's one grown cold towards You, dear God, I pray that You would pierce their heart and speak to them in a special way. And Lord, we'll surely be careful to give 
give you glory, honor, and praise for what you do for us. I pray that you'd give us a special anointing from on high. I pray that you would, uh, being the ultimate lion tamer, uh, tame the lion, that of the devil, this morning to where we can do our duties. And Lord, I pray you would bless us in this service. In Jesus' name we do humbly pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The Bible tells us here in this very familiar verse of Scripture. He says to be sober. Meaning you need to be aware. You need to be on guard. Be vigilant. Be understanding and knowing that this is going to happen. Because your adversary, the devil. How do you know? How many of you know you got an adversary that which is the devil today? How many of you fought with him this week? Are you sure? You might not have fought directly with him, but you've fought with some of his cohorts, I'm sure. He says, The adversary of the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Folks, we have battles each and every day. It'll either come from Satan himself or from the imps of hell that come upon you. It's his number one duty today to bring you down to a point to where you'll turn your back on God or use you in some way to prevent some individual somewhere of getting saved and blood-bought by the precious blood of the Lamb. And folks, if we're going to be a lion tamer, a devil defeater, we need to know something about the tactics of the lion. Lions always work in prides. Or they always work in packs. And they always have cohorts. And isn't that just like the day in which we live? Uh, uh, the devil didn't just doesn't send one after you. He sends two or three after you. And you got it. He got them hitting you on every side. Every angle, bam, boom, bam, bam. It seems like evil coming and attacking from each and every direction in which you go. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I've been invaded by a pack of devils. Or I've been invaded and attacked by a pack of lions. They never work alone. Lions always attack and stalk their prey in the midst of the night. Isn't that just like the devil as well? When you're in your darkest hour, when you're in your most vulnerable time of your life, that's when Satan shows up, opens his mouth, and tries to discourage you, and tells you that God doesn't love you, nobody else loves you, why do you even serve him? In your weakest point, into your darkest night, That's when Satan comes to attack. Just like the lion. But lions are not efficient in running long distances. They're more efficient in short bursts. They're really fast in short bursts. They're just not a long distance runner. I thank God I'm in the duration of this race. Amen. And if I stay in it long enough, I'm going to outrun the lion, him being the devil, huh? They tend to send out the females in the midst of the night after the prey. Just like a sorry old man, isn't he? Send the the wives out to do the man's job. 
But they send the females out and those females with short bursts of energy will go after their prey and will attack that prey and pull that prey down for the kill. That's when the king of the beast, the lion, the male himself, will come in for the juggler and kill the prey himself. Just like uh, those imps of hell uh, that tend to get on your trail and pull you down. And once they get you pulled down far enough, uh, it's Satan himself who will come along and try to talk suicide. I've heard the testimonies of others and I've heard people and I've talked to people that have said, Preacher, I'm hearing voices in my head. Preacher, the devil's telling me to commit suicide. I even had one just a few weeks ago to tell me. I went over and I was witnessing this individual. And they said, Preacher, please pray for me. And I said, I will. We're going to pray. But what do we need to pray about? And they said, Preacher, you need to pray because I'm hearing voices in my head. I said, what kind of voices are you hearing? They said, I'm hearing voices that is telling me to take my life. They're telling me to commit suicide. But he told me this, Damon. He said, not only is he telling me to take my life, but he's telling me to go in there and take the life of my children and to take the life of my wife before I do the duty to myself. I said, buddy, you need some help. You need some help from God and you need it in a hurry. And I talked to that individual and we prayed and I checked back and followed back up on them and they haven't had any of those tendencies since then and I thank God for that, that He removed it. But my friend, that's when Satan will run in and he'll choke you out. At one time, they'll attack you. And just like Satan who tries to choke us all out spiritually, that's what he does. That's the way he acts, But thank God for 1 John 4 and 4. Ye are of God. You that are saved, he said, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. Listen, that old lion is out in this world seeking whom he may devour, but there's someone living inside of you that can defeat him. You and I today can become lion tamers. Taming the lion. I'm referencing the lion to being Satan himself today. The truth is, myself nor neither you have probably never had a true battle with Satan. Why do you say that, preacher? Because if you've ever done it, you'll know it. Like we said earlier, he's got some cohorts that you may battle with, but a lot of folks don't wrestle with the devil himself. You see, Satan himself is not omnipresent. He cannot be everywhere at the same time. If he's bothering bothering Brother John Bass, he can't be on my case at the same time. That's why he's got help. Keep that in mind. But whether it's an imp from hell or Satan himself, we through the Word of God can be a lion 
tamer. Amen. The first mention in history of lion tamers date way back to 1819. However, the popular form of lion taming as we know it today didn't come along until 1920. You've seen them and you've probably wondered, what in the world is that idiot a-doing? You'll see him inside the cage of the lions. He'll have his stool up in front of him. Not this little, by the way. Usually a full-blown stool in the midst of that lion. And he's got a whip in one hand and that stool in the other hand. And he's trying to tame the lion. And if that lion tries to come toward that lion tamer, he'll throw that chair up and he'll twirl it around a little bit. And there that lion just stops in confusion. It's not that whip that's in the hand of the lion tamer that the lion is worried about. It's the chair that's in his hand. That stool, just like this one here before you this morning, has four legs on it. A lion, studies show, a lion is single-minded. In other words, as they begin to twirl that stool back and forth in their hands, that lion gets confused because he can only focus on one leg at a time. That's the purpose behind the stool. As he begins to go after the lion or the lion becomes to go after him, he will sit there and twirl that stool in a manner that it mesmerizes him and gets that lion off his game. He literally becomes confused of what the lion tamer is doing. And I want you to keep that in mind this morning. As we look at four legs in the hand of a lion tamer. But I want you to consider that each of these four legs are something very important in you to you becoming a lion tamer. You and I can tame the lions in our life. As Satan comes abroad and comes upon your home, attacks your home, attacks your spirituality, attacks your life, attacks your testimony, attacks your physical well-being, I want to give you four things this morning that you can use to defend yourself, to get the enemy confused to where you can have victory in Jesus Christ. I hope and pray you take them to heart this morning As we look upon God's Word and declare unto everyone, including Satan himself, that we have a weapon and we can be lion tamers and he can come against us and he will. But my friend, we can be victorious in the fight in which we have against Satan himself. He's going to come. You live close enough to God, he is going to come against you. Number one weapon for the lion tamer is the weapon of prayer. 
prayer allows us that are saved to access God. Brother John was telling us in Sunday school, he said it was amazing, preacher, when we was in Saigon, we would get over and into those bunkers and, and, and things would be blowing up around us and missiles would be coming in. And he said those boys would be in those bunkers and they would be praying unto God. God help us. But they lived like hell in itself when they wasn't under attack in the bunker. And John said, I told him, preacher. He said, why are you so different outside of this bunker? But once you get in the midst of a mess, uh, uh, you're calling upon God. And that thought come to my mind was this. Brother John, I told you, you know, I said, I don't think they realized that the God of heaven wasn't even listening to their prayers. They were spared just by the glories and graces of God. Folks, prayer is the most underused privilege that God gives to each and every believer. You want a weapon of warfare against the devil, the great lion? You want a weapon of warfare to defeat him? You need to take upon the weapon of prayer. Prayer is available to all saints without excuses. Without exception. Prayer achieves the impossible. Matthew 17 and 20 says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. I believe that scripture today. There's nothing impossible for us that pray. I've seen cancer removed from bodies. I've seen homes put back together again. I've seen the tragedies of this life be mended back together by God's graces and God's goodness only by prayer. You can ask them today, well, how did you do it? It was all by prayer. How did you survive? It was all by prayer. How did you make it where you are today? All by prayer. Prayer achieves the impossible, but prayer advances the kingdom of God. One preacher said this, and I believe this was some amazing words. He said, and I quote, I don't know his name, but he said, I'd rather train ten people to pray as the one man to preach. We need to pray. If we're going to be a lion tamer, if we're going to be a devil defeater, uh, we must be one that prays, uh, and we must be one that prays uh, uh, continually without ceasing. Because, my friend, that's one of your number one weapons against Satan and him coming against you. There's nothing wrong with praying unto the Lord of heaven, saying, God, in Jesus' name, I pray that hedge of protection around my family. I pray that you'd help us, Lord, in this time of need. There's nothing wrong with saying God protect us from the enemy a couple of years ago at this church that was our most prominent saying Lord help us protect us from the enemy and the enemy comes to seek and devour and he comes to destroy and he'll do it if we don't stay on our knees before God Prayer advertises God's greatness. It advertises God's grace. And it advertises God's glory. 
Has Satan been attacking you? Has his imps been on your trail? I got good news for you. And I got some good advice. You can defeat him, but you've got to pray. You've got to pray. You see, people in this world, in this society, we're so caught up into our toys. We're so caught up into our little uh, trivial things. uh, We forget to even do the things that matter the most, which is pray. Pray. There was a study done one time about how many minutes that a, a, a Christian prays in a year's time. It was mind-boggling how small amount of time it was that a Christian prayed. I'm talking about less than 15 minutes a year. They had the exact minute of what they were thought to be the truth. Think about it. We can get on this altar this morning and we can pour our hearts out to God. And I've done it myself. I've got down here in the middle of the, listen, in the middle of the week, on Sunday, Sunday mornings, whenever the Lord would lead me to. And I would come into this altar, this church, nobody here but me and God, and get on altar and pray before God, pour my heart out before Him, think that I'd prayed two hours, got up and it was barely five minutes. So what I'm telling you is probably true. We have to be faithful in prayer. That number one weapon is prayer. Number two, if we're going to be a lion tamer, we got to have the weapon of the power of the Word of God. It'll surely confuse Satan when he becomes uh, uh, coming upon your trail. When he comes in and tries to attack you, uh, my friend, you start praying uh, on one hand and one mouth. uh, And then the other hand, you have the Word of God in your hand twirling it at him. Uh, My friend, that'll surely confuse the devil. uh, And it'll make him mad. uh, And it'll make him run off and try somebody else. uh, Because you got the Word of God standing on it. Amen. Amen. There comes a time in your life... uh, when you might think that prayer's not enough, you bring out the weapon of the Word of God. It'll surely confuse Satan. The Word of God serves as a purpose of revelation this morning. It reveals God's person. It reveals God's purpose. It tells us that He's loving. He's just. He's eternal. He's glorious. He's exalted. He's gracious. He's merciful. And He's infinitely good. Our God is that and whole much more. He is the beautiful rose of Sharon. He's the bright and morning star. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's my Savior. He's my rock. He's my bread. He's the one that I'm going to depend on. Amen. When the lion comes my way, I'm going to pull out the Word of God and show Him where it says, Get thee behind me, Satan, and plead the blood of Jesus upon him. And my friend, he has to flee. Amen. He has to go. He has to move. He will. He can't stand the Word of God. Y'all better pray for me. He'll be trying to tear me up this week. I'm telling you some good stuff. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. It's real. It's God's power. It's His promises. It's His plan. It's in the Word of God. It's inerrant. It's infallible. It tells of redemption's plan. It speaks in symbols. It says that it's a light unto my uh, feet and a lamp unto my path. Did I say it right or get it backwards? Anyway, they say it's a light and it is a lamp. Amen. Lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. It speaks of it being a sword. 
The Bible speaks of itself as being food. Of milk. Of honey. It speaks of itself as being a hammer. Why would it be a hammer? Because it beats the meanest out of some people. Amen. I can show you some mean people today uh, that'll humble down uh, just like an old giant uh, because of what's in the Word of God. Hammers them down. It's like a mirror. Why is it referred to as a mirror? Because you can look at yourself and see how you measure up in the Word of God. Amen. It's known as a fire. And for those that... Brother Damon, we that preach know what that's like. A fire burning deep down inside of you that's just got to come out. Sometime or another. A fire burning deep in my bones. As Jeremiah the prophet said, we've got a weapon of prayer. We've got a weapon of the Word of God. But we also should have the weapon of perseverance. That's the third leg. When Satan attacks you, the number one thing that you don't want to do is quit. You want to keep going on for God. And then Satan gets more confused. He gets angry, but most of all he gets disheartened because you won't quit. Remember, he's just hitting you in quick bursts. Like the lion. You're in this thing for the race. The duration. To the end. Faithfully running your race. The Bible tells us praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. He gets confused when you won't quit. He, the Lord wants you to finish your course. Amen. Complete your journey. But the devil's trying to sidetrack you. He's trying to knock you off course. We need to be like the postage stamp. Hey man, I preached on the postage stamp many years ago. Need to stick until the job's done. Yeah. Hey man. You need to go where you're sent. Stick till the job's done. Go where you're sent. The best thing I like about postage stamps, they stick even though they've been licked. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. We might be in a battle with Satan today. You may be in a battle waiting you next week that you don't even know about. But just because you get licked by the devil don't mean you're going to lose the war. Amen. We're going to lose some battles. But you're not going to lose the war if you're a saint of God today. Amen. We're going to be a winner. I'm a winner either way. If I go or if I stay, I claim that today. Amen. Amen. I know without a shadow of fact I'm a winner either, either way. The fourth leg of a lion tamer stool for the Christian would be the weapon of praise. There's another thing other than prayer that what we may be short on this morning is our praise. Praise puts a tremble into the lion of which we have 
identified as Satan himself. He don't want any praise being given to the Creator. He doesn't want any praise given to the God of glory, your Savior. I think quite often of Paul and Silas. As they were in that Philippian prison. And they've been beaten, they've been thrown into prison because of doing God's will. Preaching and spreading and sharing the gospel of Christ. I just wonder what them old boys were singing that made that jailhouse rock and roll like they did. I do believe today without a shadow of a doubt that it couldn't have been some kind of hymn. They wasn't written back then. Some I've heard some say, oh, I bet they got in there singing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. It makes good preaching, but it's not too uh, biblical. What if they just maybe rolled out one of those uh, uh, psalms of praise and worship uh, from the book of Psalms? Because they did have that. And what if old Paul might have just thought of Psalm 113 and said, Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. And what if he just turned to old Silas and said, Silas, you go ahead and take up that second verse. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Okay, Silas, I'll go ahead and take the third one. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same. The Lord's name is to be praised. Alright, Silas, it's your turn. Okay, Paul, the Lord is high above all nations and His glory above the heavens. And then Paul says, let's all just join in in an angelic choir and let's just sing the rest of it. And it goes something like this. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high, who humbleth Himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth the needy out of the dunghill. That he may set him with princes even with the princes of his people he maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be joyful a joyful mother of children praise ye the Lord and then all of a sudden God hears them singing praises unto him and God wants to get involved and he picks up his big old bass and starts plucking a bass note and then all of a sudden the ground began to shake when God was kicking in the base. <laughs> the ground began to shake and the walls began to fall. And Paul and Silas come out free. The Philippian jailer scared to death, but he meets Jesus as well by the way of salvation. And then all of a sudden the Philippian jailer and his entire family are saved by what he seen in Paul and Silas as they praised God and prayed and sung hymns unto Him until the walls came tumbling down. Folks, that'd be a good idea for you and I this morning. If you seem to be blocked up, locked up by the walls of this world, why don't you give God a hallelujah glory shout from heaven every once in a while and then see the walls come tumbling down in your life to a point, my friend, to where God Himself will be glorified in what you do. Hallelujah. The weapon of praise. Praise because of His grace. Praise Him because of His goodness. Praise Him because of His greatness. 
Praise Him because He cancels our past. Praise Him because He conquers our problems. Oh, He's worthy to be praised. Mm -mm. All of those that decided not to come to church this morning probably because they didn't have no power. I understand. I really do. Ladies need light to fix their hair. If it was me, though, I would have opened up a window blind. Old preacher, everything's a stinking. We can't come to church. Let me tell you what I'd do. It'd feel good in that cold water then. That water ain't off, amen? Huh? Oh, and then when they got to the house of God, they could praise Him because it's cool and 70 degrees in the worship house, amen? Oh, instead of 105 in the house, it's 70 in the house of God. That ought to tell you something. Amen? Thank God for you today. But you know what? You can be a lion tamer. Prayer. The power of the Word of God. Perseverance. And praise. There's one. The old slew-footed devil himself. Who is referred to in the scripture as a lion. Or like a lion. He himself has tried his entire existence of being a lion tamer. What do you mean, preacher? I don't understand. Satan has tried to be that lion tamer his entire life, but he's failed. He's tried to conquer the lion of the tribe of Judah. But he can't seem to get it done. From the very beginning in the garden, it was his ambition and his motive to stop the seed that would become Jesus Christ. When Jesus was born, he tried his best to destroy him all the way to the cross. When Christ died before he arose... The devil himself thought he had won the war. But oh, was he disappointed once again. Did you know that a lion, when he roars, the decibels are so high that it can be heard two miles away? The decibels are so high that when a lion roars, the dust around its feet begins to move above the ground. You're talking power. One day when Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, lets out his roar, lets out his shout from heaven, There's going to be more than just a little bit of dust stirring on the ground. There's going to be graves a-busting open. 
there's going to be people coming up out of the tombs. Listen, some people told me before, they said, we're not going to be involved in all that because we're going to be in a mausoleum. We're going to be up in a concrete whatever wall up there and we're not going to be doing all that. I'm here to tell you, if they saved in blood bought, there's nothing that's going to hold them down. Thank God there's nothing going to hold this body down. We're going to get up and get out of here when the line of the tribe of Judah gives that shout. Listen, everything's going to change as we know it. The earth's going to bust open. The graves are going to open up. People are going to be resurrected up into the heavens, be raptured up into the heavens. And you and I that remain are going to go and be caught up with them. Listen, you can be a lion tamer today. You've got the information. You know how to defeat the enemy. I know the speed limit, but it don't necessarily mean I always keep it. I can tell you of lost men tonight that's on their way to hell without Jesus. They can tell you that Bible front and forward, but yet they won't get saved. thing is, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with the information that's given to you? Huh? If you ain't had a fight with the devil, you will. Amen. You will. You'll have a fight with a lion. But I like to think about it this way. He comes at me. I not only have the power of prayer, the power of the Word of God, the power of perseverance. I not only have the power of praise to my disposal against the enemy, but I've also got a Father standing behind me. And if He gets a little bit too close, He's going to roar. And when he roars, that lion that seeketh about whom he may devour, when that lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah roars, that little old lion's going to run like a pussycat and hide. Because I serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords today. What are you going to do about it? I want you to stand. They're going to play us a song of invitation. Look. I want to give everybody a chance to pray. Sister, I'm going to get them to do one back here, okay? Thank you, though. The reason I want to do that, I like to do that occasionally because sometimes our musicians, I'm sure, would like to pray. Sometimes they'd like to just shout unto God and praise Him, but they can't because they're doing a service for God. So I like doing that occasionally. Don't worry, sister, we ain't fired you. Oh, (laughs) we love you, What are you going to do with the information given to you? Are you going to take it? Be that lion tamer? Be that fighter? Are you going to let it go by the wayside? Listen, you may be short on perseverance. You can gain strength at this altar this morning. You may be running short on your prayer. You can get caught up on this altar this morning. You may be running short on studying the power of the Word of God. You can gain up on that this morning as well. You may be short on your praise. You can give Him that as well today. Father, we love You.
Thank you for your marvelous word. God, I pray we'll take the message this morning and become a lion tamer because I know the God of this world, Satan himself, will attack. And God, I pray that you would just bless in the midst as we give you glory, honor, and praise today. Lord, bring us up to par. Let us choose to come up to par to where we need to be for thee. And we'll love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, we do humbly ask you. Amen.